do you have more pictures of your goats than yourself on your phone? Does your vacation time get spent attending goat shows? Can you have a conversation without bringing up dairy goats? Neither can we. So join us as we talk to the country's best breeders, judges, appraisers, and industry experts about all things dairy goats. We are John Kane and Danielle Caroli. Welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Ringside. I'm John, and as always, I'm joined by the shopping queen herself, Danielle Caroli. What's up? What's going on, John? Not much. Just, uh, you know, living life, feeling pretty good the last day and a half. So hopefully the illness is gone. And now I'm looking ahead to Cyber Monday and shopping for Christmas and all that good stuff. Happy Cyber Monday. Happy Cyber Monday. Are you doing a lot of shopping this Cyber Monday? I think I got most of my shopping done on black friday a little bit throughout the weekend or even beforehand because i feel like the deals started a couple of days before thanksgiving but i am going to be perusing because all of my shopping was very much for me myself and i so i gotta find some christmas presents that's exciting maybe if you like shopping i guess which knowing you you do I don't mind it, especially when it is from my computer and not having to go to a mall. It is good. But what's going on on your farm? Uh, I bred a goat last week that decided to recycle. So that's fun. That is fun. How many times have you bred her? Uh, That was her second go, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, she had so she had her first heat was a very weak heat and then she short cycled like a couple days later and we had a strong heat and then she just cycled again so yeah so two and a half i guess okay yeah no that's not too bad it happens but my other goat that was bred before her or the day after her uh didn't cycle so i'm assuming she took so really i'm just waiting for one goat to make sure she took and then we'll be done What about you? So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I have to draw blood on a bunch of does and that's going to be very telling. The end of this week will be when the last group of does that were bred are at 21 days. We will see then how it goes. If I did my math right. Yeah. I think I have to watch a doe because we talked about it several weeks ago, but my goats got out and I had a doe in heat. She's not in heat today. And that was 21 days from when she was in heat. And she's a pretty vocal doe in her heats. And I mean, I wasn't necessarily watching, watching this weekend with the holidays and everything, but usually I'm pretty good at seeing her in heat. So I'm kind of wondering if I had a through the fence breeding, which didn't really think could happen, happen with the Nubians, but maybe really, really the most like 
enthusiastic goats ever when in heat you didn't think it could happen well like the problem i have is that they need like goats need to hook and kind of thrust their neck to really breed another goat and i just didn't think they had well i mean that's not necessarily all of it but like it's a i forget what the word is but basically like uh, and anyway, and I just didn't think there was enough space for that, for the buck to kind of do his thing. I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm not saying this out loud, but I'm saying this out loud on the podcast. If she's bred, it's not necessarily the end of the world. I mean, it will mean I'll have a different doe for sale because I'm not milking 13 does. I have this doe dry just simply because I had too many in milk and she's an older doe. If like push comes to shove and she's bred, I'd much rather have a baby from her than have a baby from another doe of mine. So then I'll offer that doe for sale and then see what this doe has and we'll go from there. So like, it's not the end of the world. It would be kind of cool. And when it was a possibility like that like remote possibility, I was like, oh, well, what do I think of this? And started playing with it in my mind. And I'll definitely be drawing blood on her if I don't see her in heat in the next couple of days. So seeing where we go from there. Good job. Your buck deserves a round of applause. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you got that soundboard working. (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah folks just so you know we're running a new system on my end here i finally got the soundboard that i got for christmas last year uh, from tyranny going um playing around with it probably gonna be super annoying with it this week so you're welcome just kind of warning you ahead of time but uh yeah daniel congratulations on milking 13 does and supposedly gonna be selling one we'll see how that goes for you okay. i mean you could always just bring it over here for alice whatever yeah, exactly. It could be her Christmas present. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Well, Danielle, we are in the spirit over here at my place because Tyranny and Alice were decorating all day and we're going to be getting our tree in the next day or two, not month or two, like you guys do at the Caroli household. <laughs> and uh, we got Christmas lights up and it's just wonderful and festive here even though i think it's too early but we're thinking about christmas here you're obviously thinking about not getting a christmas tree as always and i know because it's cyber monday our listeners are thinking about christmas as well and today we're going to be talking about christmas and all that fun stuff but before danielle we get into that we got a little bit of Adga news and ringside news to talk about. Yes, we do. Why don't you start it off? All right. Well, hey, everybody, uh, renew your membership. Saying it. We're going to keep saying it. Yes. Get, get your membership renewed. And like I said in another one, another episode, if you are an Adga Plus member and you haven't used your DNA, put those DNA to use and get some of your animals tested and use those three prepaid DNA tests. And 
don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure if you DNA'd all your animals and which if you are current on your DNA with all your animals, congrats on you because I feel like even when I try, I'm always several animals behind. But if you have all your animals on file, I think you can use that DNA, prepaid DNA for an alpha casein test or a G6S test or a scrapies test. But don't quote me on that. But if that's something you may be interested in as well, be sure to shoot the performance manager a or performance programs manager an email and see if you can do that because it's better to use it than to let it go to waste. That's right. Yep. Better to use it than lose it. It's just kind of like vacation time at work. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Another thing I just wanted to mention, uh, folks, we realize this is five weeks in a row that you are listening to the John and Danielle show without a guest, right? And that is because I have been anti-peopling as I've been sick. I promise that we have guests lined up that we're going to have on. And honestly, we were like, dude, we got to have a Cyber Monday show. Like, it's this is just a no-brainer, especially with the fun stuff that we're working on. Uh, and Danielle, before, again, we get into that, I do want to mention, hey, people, uh, we're making these TikTok videos for, and reels and facebook videos uh breed specific danielle and i don't own every breed at least i don't I, danielle do you have like a bunch of alpines and other stuff hanging out in your barn not secretly hiding in my barn no folks uh if you would like to contribute to these breed videos that we are making uh for the old social medias go ahead and email me a uh, vertical video of whatever breed you have that hasn't already been highlighted. So sables, alpines, I don't know what else, sonnens, uh, but I, I think I we're think like we missing like need, four or five more. I think we just need the sables, the sonnens, and the alpines, right? Because you did togs, guernseys, nubians, nigerian. Oh, you didn't do nigerians. Didn't do nigerians. So if you would like to contribute. Uh, go ahead to my Facebook page. You'll see a uh, post that I made um, to email me. You can email me at jkane38 at gmail.com. Uh, those videos, and I won't promise that they'll be in there, but uh, if they're good enough quality and we have room and time for it, we'll definitely put it in there. Um, so yeah, that'd be much appreciated. And it just kind of helps promote the GOAT in a uh, different way. And they've been doing really well. So, uh, yeah, we hope that everybody enjoys them. And uh, don't shoot the messenger with the ratings that we give them. It's all Danielle's idea. <laughs> yeah. Moving right on to the topic. And, Danielle, I'm going to let you talk it through it because this is your baby that we've got going on here. As we've said multiple times, it's Cyber Monday. And we just couldn't help put together another annual Christmas list to help give you ideas of what to give to your fellow dairy goat enthusiasts or also your family members or also if you are a hard to shop for person who loves their dairy goats and needs things on their Christmas list we figured now was the time to make a list and check it twice so that this way everybody has awesome gifts under their tree. 
So we started this last year and as always, it kind of has grown. Now we also made your shopping a little bit easier and we have gifting suggestions available for easy purchase on our website. If you go to dairygoatpodcast.com slash Santa's list 2023, you will now see the different products we're going to be talking about, as well as some other fun ones that we just didn't get to. Um, And all you have to do is click on the picture, click on the text, and it'll pop up a way for you to order it. If you see something you like, you can tell whoever would be getting it for you to head over to dairygopodcast.com and click on that Santa's list and we it'll make their purchasing very easy. Yeah. And, and the nice thing about this list for us, you know, we're putting it together, obviously, for the listeners, but uh, it's an affiliated link. So with that ringside, the podcast will get a little tiny like i guess commission from it is the best way to explain it uh and you know folks we don't make money off of this podcast actually we dump money into it every month and a lot of time into it uh so with this it would just help pay for the you know upgraded equipment that we're you know looking at fees for everything that we use as host sites um it would just be a little bit helpful and and plus you know it's it's just costing you no extra time. You're just going to our website and you're able to find something. Uh, and if you want something added, just tell us and we can add it to the list. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a fun list that we put together. Uh, I'm really, it was really fun sitting down with Tierney and like talking like, okay, what do goat people want? So uh, yeah, this is kind of what we're doing. So first we'll start out with uh kind of like the cheap and easy stuff say you've got a friend that's in dairy goats uh that you know but you don't want to spend you know a thousand dollars on so what's some good uh cheaper items that people could get for either their goats or their friends that have goats? well i found these adorable goat glasses holders that are perfect for someone that maybe has reading glasses and always is looking for them or I think he would be really cool rocking a pair of sunglasses as well he this one does have horns unfortunately and I don't really think we could disbud this guy but maybe you can but he's just this really cute little glasses holder is just kind of a perfect little gift for that dairy goat enthusiast in your life and it's only ten dollars great item there uh, another one that's on there you know we've got a couple different options for uh brushes you know i know i've asked you danielle quite a few times at shows if you had any slick brushes or anything like that uh, <laughs> because i forgot mine at home uh, and this is a perfect item that fits right in your tack box yeah, and the other thing is, I think with, like, brushes, you use them, and then they get kind of gross, and mm-hmm. so it is one of those things that you definitely can always use more of. One item that I'm actually going to order for myself, or for my goats, is the um, livestock scratch brush that we have on there. 
you know, you've got a couple different options, and uh, they're like 38, 40 bucks. And they're those brushes that you can either attach to like the side of the barn or you can attach to a pole and the goats or whatever livestock scratch on it get rid of the, you know that cashmere in the in the springtime I, I honestly like i'm thinking about getting a two-pack of this because i know my goats are gonna love it and it's nice to actually see them i i thought that they were like way more expensive than they are and I said, holy cow it's pretty cheap so uh definitely something that i'm going to be adding to my list no that was a great find and i am definitely going to be getting it for my goats as well because it's something that I know with my does, they love to rub up on those fences of mine because I have the little tiny square metal fence for most of my fencing. And so they love to rub up on that and they have their little itches, but it ends up resulting in rub marks. And so going to shows, there's always a doe or two when there's a vet check that the vet kind of looks and says, hmm um what's this and yeah. you know you gotta go well it's on it's the exact same thing on the other side and it's a rub mark it's not ringworm or anything and I've been thinking about trying to get one of these scratch brushes in a what a, a different version of it for years but they were just very very expensive and then I couldn't find any of those like highway cleaner brushes very close so I was going to try and rig some broom handle MacGyver situation and this just solves that problem absolutely and and it's nice because it has different sizes and another option let's let's kind of go through so we have on this list what I like to call like the gift basket material stuff right so you've got a bunch of like weaver brushes and stuff like that uh, fight back shampoo, you know, stuff that you can easily purchase for a friend and make a gift basket out of that. I mean, literally, you could do fight back, wet wipes, and a couple brushes, and paper towels, and stuff like that. You could have a set for somebody that, um, for when they're milking, you know, they have a nice, cute little basket for them. And instead of having to buy a basket, you could buy what you added to the list, an automatic water, which... I'm kind of like looking at and saying that's that's something I need to add for this summer like this is a project for next year and so the one I put on this list I mean I want to go back to like those baskets in a second but because you mentioned the automatic water the one I put on the list is the one I use and the reason I put this on the list is because you can put it on different things, but for me, it hangs very easily over my fence post. So very low install maintenance. And it basically, I'm going to say, this isn't 100% correct, but it basically connects straight to a hose and that's it. Um, obviously, it's not quite that simple, but it's that simple. And so I have just one hose line running to that bucket and it allows my does to have water all the time and the constant supply of water and the other thing that's great about it is 
in my barn, I have a lot of birds and they are constantly getting that water dirty. But this is just so easy to kind of clean out and I'm not worried about removing it from where it's installed or only having this little area of water and trying to get it cleaned out completely. I can take this off the rail. Just I dump it into another like a five gallon bucket, like the water into a five gallon bucket and it fills up super easy. So for in terms of easy install and easy maintenance, these automatic waterers that we have listed are probably my favorite. Yeah. I I remember eyeing this this summer at your place and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And it looks like it's super easy to clean, like you were saying. And along along with that, uh, you also added onto the list the two packs of feed troughs that you use. And I got to tell you, I never used them. I'm going to because you let me borrow one for a show because I had like kids fighting over a feeder or something. And you're like, dude, here, just use this. And uh, yeah, it's super simple then and easy than bringing those really long grain troughs, you know, the black grain troughs that a lot of people use, including myself. You could buy, you know, three or four packs of these and just clip them to the fence at any show, feed your goats and, you know, walk away. And it's a two pack for less than 20 bucks, which is pretty awesome. So I also use these actually in my day to day as well as well as my show. Um, but they are and I don't I hold on. Let me just pull. Do you leave them clipped to the fence like during the, the whole day and everything or do you take them in and out? Yes, I do. Only because I just do. Well, the reason I ask is that like, do they hold up like if they stand on them? Oh, yes. So. I have one of these as my mineral feeder. And uh, so, well, one similar, this isn't quite the one I have for my mineral feeder because this, the one I use for the mineral feeder has a dividing kind of area. So it's two, two trays in the feed trough, but it's in my dough pen Love my goats dearly, but sometimes they do like to use it to stand on and it definitely stands up. And then in my kid pens, I have them hanging and in theory, I would take them down each day and they're great because you can take them down very easily. What I actually do with them to make them very easy to take out is I don't use the carabiner on them. I use a the two clips. It's called a double-ended bolt snap. Yes. So I use that and I have one end of it on the feeder and then one end on the fence. So it's a lot easier to just pull it off the fence when I need to change it out. So particularly when I have kids that aren't eating their feed fast enough and I need to kind of get rid of the feed um, because I do feed the baby's free choice feed while they're younger. It works great for that because I can just very easily take it off of 
the fence and dump it out for when it gets dirty or when they stand in it and get manure in it, I can very easily take it off, empty it out before putting it back on. So I do change out those clips and do that. So this way I'm not messing with the carabiner. Plus I also do not, I mean, the ones that this one has are a little different than that typical carabiner, but I try and avoid carabiners at my barn because I had a goat who liked to play with them and one day gave herself a um, lip piercing because she got caught on the carabiner. So um, I try and avoid the carabiners at all costs anyway, but um, it just makes that that much simpler to use. So it's a great feeder i mean they also are really stackable for shows and yeah you can kind of usually between either what the fencing is or the fencing and some zip ties or the fencing and some bailing twine you can pretty much get them to hang at a show um very easily i'm, I'm definitely investing in those this year also uh, for anybody that wants to look through the list, there's a bunch of small items there. I mean, we've got a uh, three-in-one set of uh, the stainless steel uh, funnel for you know milk, whenever you're processing milk and all that stuff. Um, just a lot of fun stuff on there that you can peruse through. Good stuff to like make like that care package for a friend uh, for Christmas if you want to give them something a little bit more thoughtful than a card. Right. Or even, hold on, I'm jumping back onto those baskets because I did want to say, if we do have, and I mean, we kind of talk about it, but we do kind of have it set up so we have like show day stocking stuffers, which would basically be your basket. But if you are a parent to a 4-H'er who you know is just as excited about show season, you can put together that basket for the prep for next year, the new set of brushes, the waterless shampoo, the fight back, maybe a new shiny show collar, a new pair of whites or a new pair of show boots, whatever it kind of is. And just a bunch of little things, but just not only get them excited for excited to open it, but also the promises of the upcoming year. And it's filling it's supplying what they'll need and what they'll need for success f- to present those animals well. And I mean, I think we all know 4-Hers who would very much appreciate kind of that supply restock for the next year. Should we get into like what I call like the fun stuff? I don't know like- if you're, I don't know if you're fun. I don't know if I'm where you are at fun stuff yet. I wanted to talk about that adorable little Disney wish goat probably before we jump into (laughs) fun stuff. Okay. All right. Let's hear you talk about your, uh, your, your goat. So, oh, I'm just going to back up really quick and just laugh at the way you quote unquote shop for this list and the way I quote unquote shop for this list, because when we were putting this together, I was like, I need ideas. Send me things. You sent me great things, but they were so practical. And like some of them, like the rocking chairs that you sent me that we have on this list, 
are awesome. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, because we have two of those and we've slowly kind of started to phase out all of our old show chairs and we've replaced them slowly with these. But these rocking camp chairs are absolutely, absolutely excellent and by far my favorites for when you're hanging around in your tag area or at your fair or wherever you are. So like definitely a strong recommendation, but your items are so practical and useful in a good way. And I'm like, yeah. we need more, like whatever. We need these cute little glass goat glass holders or the wish movie stuffed goat, who is absolutely adorable. And I know Wish is not doing well in the box office. It's being considered at this point a Disney flop, but Disney is also struggling a lot right now with their movies and they've actually had flop after flop after flop, but that's besides the point. But Wish is not doing well, but there's a goat in the movie and the goat doesn't have horns or anything And so, like, I just feel like this is a win for the dairy goat industry. I know they probably didn't even realize what they were doing, but, like, we have a stuffed goat without horns, and it is absolutely adorable. So, for the children in your life or the adults who just are the collectors of all things dairy goats, there is a new stuffed goat on the market that you can add to their collection can i just add that i am mr practical when it comes to gifts every year tierney asks what i want for christmas and it's the typical dad socks and underwear like that's that's what i want anything else is just you know icing on top of the cake but practicality is like the dad move here right and and I'm going to say a lot of goat people tend to buy for their goats before themselves. So, like, some of these items on this list are practical, but people want to particularly buy it for themselves. They would buy it for other people. So that's that's where I was coming from with my suggestions, ma'am. No, no, no. I'm. I think they're all great suggestions. I'm not saying that, but I was just like laughing at the difference in it because you're like you said yours were very practical and there are some things I consider like that the practical but also the make your life easier kind of category like the automatic waterers or even a heated water bucket like it's not a need unless it's I mean the heated water bucket some would argue is a need um but It could be that want that makes their life easier and like is great to get them because they're not going to go and buy heated water buckets for themselves. They're going to carry the water out from the working faucet and farmer carry those buckets across the field to feed, to give the water to the animals. But if they are one of those persons who people who do that, it is a good idea to splurge on them and treat them to a heated water bucket or two because let me tell you it makes such a difference when you're not dealing with frozen ice buckets in the morning right before you go to work i wouldn't know because 
we tend to haul water, but we're again like five times a year that you got to actually haul water. Oh, see, no, I, my water has already started freezing. Like, you, like your hose area, like where you're pumping the water out, is freezing, or your buckets in the morning. My buckets in the morning is I. So my buckets not inside yet, but outside for my bucks. I switched them out to their heated water buckets because it started freezing and I carry their water anyway because it's only two pails. But with that, I just take a pail, fill it up with water and bring it over. But I never have to worry about the water being frozen in their buckets. Mine, my bucks, I just switch out. I have two buckets for them. I'll switch one out during the day or in the morning. One, it'll have a frozen top on it. I just break it off, and that's set for the next morning when I fill it up. And I just switch them out. Um, easy peasy. I, I do like the idea of a heated water bucket. I have thought about adding two in my barn for the off chance that they actually do freeze. It's like those negative... When it gets to, like, five degrees out is when I'll start to have to, like, break ice in the morning for the does in the barn. But... For the most part, like, it's not too much of a hassle. A couple more things that are on this list that I added that I just wanted to talk about real quick, Danielle. Uh, Tierney wanted me to add that Blackstone grill. Obviously, every show you can't use uh, a grill. We all know this. Um, You know, (laughs) our Dutchess (laughs) County Fair does Mm -hmm. not let us grill anything. But there are a lot of shows that you could. uh, And, you know... the nice thing is there's a Blackstone that's like foldable and portable and it's only it's less than 300 bucks and uh, it's pretty stinking sweet if you ask me. Uh, I added kind of like a lot of like camping stuff to this list because it's big when you're going to shows you're basically camping. So obviously those rocking chairs that people check them out they're they're freaking awesome and they're fat guy friendly speaking from experience here. I added like pop-ups, uh, folding tables, a folding wagon that you could either put a bale of hay in or a bunch of your stuff that you need to haul back and forth from your truck when you get to a show or leaving a show. Cooler on wheels, like just like a bunch of stuff. One thing that I have that I haven't even tried out yet is I have a pickup truck tent, like the tent that goes in like the bed of your truck. I'm actually going to hopefully try that some point this year or this coming show season, uh, and also a folding camping cot. Um, just like, again, a lot of camping stuff, stuff that people wouldn't necessarily think of when it comes to goats and showing and all that stuff, but stuff that could really help you out when you're trying to be a little bit more comfortable at shows. No, that camping cot, or not the camping cot, well, the camping cot as well is pretty cool, but the tent for your truck is definitely something that I think is pretty smart because there's so many people who do want to be right by their goats and at shows. And I think of most shows that you can pull up your truck pretty close to them. And then this way you're above the ground. You're not right with them. You're not having to make space in a tack pen for your cot or what have you kind of a little bit more protected and i just think that's an awesome thing to add because we all know we're bringing our trucks anyway and so 
why not make bring the tent too? Yeah, I I just haven't had like a need to use it yet. Um just because a lot of shows where I would use it, like Progressive, our club show, it's in July and I really don't want to be sweating it out in a tent in the back of my truck when I could just be on an air mattress on the floor in front of a fan, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but it, it's I I'm definitely going to be using it this year because I've been saying it and now it's too cold to even use it here just for fun. Pretend that like Tierney kicked me out for the night or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that Tierney wanted me to add on or two things was this um, Ivation electric cooler and um, it's got a handle and like you just plug it in and it's a cooler that you don't necessarily need ice, kind of like a fridge. And then also um, this, uh, it's a, like a bike, outdoor bike cover storage shed tent thing. Um, we used it at the Dutchess County Fair. Danielle, you might have remember seeing it. Yes. Um, and we kept a lot of like our personal items in there. And also at, like at, we had a table and had just like a bunch of stuff in there that maybe we didn't want just sitting out in front of everybody. It was big enough to be able to keep a bunch of stuff and food. And um, we had cooler in there and everything, but it wasn't out like in the open it kind of makes like a, like a privacy t- type deal no it was great it was it was a great add to your kind of that show area that you had and like you said it did keep everything nice and neat because not only did you have your typical food and drinks and all the other stuff around you but you also had all of your children toys and things like that and you wouldn't know I mean I don't even know how much stuff you kept in there but you (laughs) kept a lot of stuff in there and you wouldn't even have known that it really was in there and that it was a thing and it was all nice and neat and organized and also protected your thing your stuff from the elements as well because we did get a few kind of rainier days and with that it was covered yeah, and we also, at Dutchess County Fair, you have a lot of people that try to cut through between the barns, and they walk right by, and they're, like, right in your area looking at your stuff. So, like, we had, like, a little lockbox that's also on this list that we kept, like, our wallets and stuff in. So that way, you know, it was locked up to this, so nobody could just, like, pick up our stuff off the table. It was already in the tent. They couldn't see it to begin with, but then it was also locked to that table, so somebody would have to literally be carrying a table away to get like all of our our keys and, and credit cards and all that stuff. Uh, so it, it was nice to have that lockbox and the tent so people couldn't really just rummage through our stuff. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, anything else you wanted to touch on this list, Daniel? I do have more things to talk about. So the first thing I want to talk about is this three-in-one toolbox we have yes on this and i really like this one um it's a rolling toolbox and it kind of comes apart in different compartments but what's great about this one that john actually found and i'm like oh can my rolling toolbox tack box just suddenly disappear and I have to have to get a new one is that 
it comes apart and it's different segments, but you can access each of the segments from the side. Um, I have this great compartment rolling tack box that keeps all my stuff together. But the problem is if I need to get to any of the lower levels, I have to take each section apart. So we have this yellow and black toolbox that has kind of drawer areas and um, sliding areas so that it's stackable, which is ideal because you can take it apart for easy lifting because those tack box get heavy with all your stuff. And so as when you're moving it into the trailer or out of the trailer, having to lift it up, sometimes it's easier to take like three sections instead of all five or however it works and put it in where it needs to go and then restack them. But you also have access to all your drawers very easily. So that is a very cool change to a design that a lot of people have kind of started using. And so I really like that. Yeah. And we have, uh, for our show box, we use uh, the black one on the wheels uh, that I added to the list there uh, that it's just like a big tote almost, but it has different compartments and you can uh, turn the top and it has two drawers Mm -hmm. that come out and it's easy to put like all your clipping stuff on one side, your milk and stuff on the other side, uh, tarps and other stuff in the bottom part. And it's like, it's really simple. Um, it's something that we use. It, this one's actually cheaper than the one we have. We won ours on some Facebook group Tierney's on, um, and it was quite expensive. But then this one is like 65 bucks, and it's the exact same thing, just different brand. And I tell you, it works really well. It's easy to clean, too, which I don't know if you've ever had anything spill in yours, Danielle, but uh, I like to be able to act, like dump it out and spray it down with a hose and not have to like really fuss with it too much. And and this makes it super easy. Well, and the other thing about it, and so we do have both listed the three before I go into kind of on that tangent, just so everybody knows the three in one toolbox is in our splurges area. And then that rolling toolbox is down in our great gifts area because um, it is a much easier price point than the three-in-one toolbox. Not that the three-in-one toolbox is a bad price point, but um, depending on what you're looking to spend, it is kind of more of a splurge item. But I know that not only is am I worried about spillage, but like it's always the stupid fly spray or some awful thing that gets all over or the iodine. But at shows, when you have fans going, you have all the dust that is just around or it had never there's always something that inevitably gets that dirty and especially when you're at fairs and you are a public in a more public facing situation you are a representation of the dairy goat industry and you want to put your best foot forward and so you want to make sure that that tack box and that supply area is clean. And so having something that you can wipe down, I mean, is it in your barn? God knows our barns between the flies and then just the dust in general, they, it gets dirty just in storage. It's storage if it's not stored in kind of a cleaner area. Um, But otherwise, if it's even just coming out for the shows, there's always the 
I don't know if the risk, but is the right word, but it always just seems to get kind of covered in dust by the end of the week at the fair or something like that. So. Oh, mine's terrible by the end of the week, the fair. I'm, I'm next to this person that has these like really loud fans going and it just blows all that extra dust on it. And then you get like a little bit of a rainstorm or something. So you get that little bit of uh, dew, wetness covered on it. And it just cakes and you got to scrub the crap out of them. But the nice thing is you can just like just spray the crap out of it with a hose and, and scrub it down and it's fine. Exactly. I also we should add the the barn fans that I use onto this list too, by the way. We certainly can. Cheap. We we certainly can. Send me when when we're done with this, send me the link and I will add this on before it goes live because they are a great thing to have. Um the other thing I think is pretty cool, and I got put onto this over the summer because at my job, we have, so I work for a public garden, and the admission booth area does not have power, and it does not have cell service, so makes for things a little challenging, but we kind of make it work enough. But my boss got this portable power station for our visitor service center. And it works like a charm to keep things running. Um, Our credit card collection machine, I think they run a fan off of it on really hot days. Just different things when they plug in their phones because they use their phones as ticket taking devices, plus if they're reading on their Kindles or different things like that. So it works really well for that, but it has a pretty impressive battery. And I mean, you can also upgrade to bigger batteries too for more, but the base model um, it has a decent battery for day of like show like one day shows um you can kind of you can keep a mini fridge running for a little bit just to kind of show what you can do you can charge your phone a bunch of times but I think about shows where we're not necessarily in these great electric areas and we need a little bit of power whether it is I mean I don't necessarily know if we can run clippers off it all day long but Maybe we can use the clippers with the rechargeable batteries and have this hooked up to keep those batteries charged or run a fan or two more of those like easy box fans that aren't going to suck a bunch of electricity out Um, or just even to have for like charging your phones or different things like that. Um, But they're only $150 and I think it just is it could help at those shows where you're showing out of your trailer or you're in a barn that doesn't have great access to electricity and you can upgrade. I mean, they have for, I think it's like just under $200. You can get a, something that has a little bit more power. And so you can saying like you can run a mini fridge at 40 watts for 11 hours or um, just different things like that. So it's something to think about if you know you are going to shows where electricity is 
a bit of a problem. And this one is solar. This one has like a solar panel to kind of help back up the battery as well to recharge as well. So um, definitely something that could be handy to have in your tack area and bring with you to shows. Yeah, we have something very similar that we uh, use at shows when needed, uh, but it came in like, like clutch when we had that really big storm and we were out, of, we didn't have power for two or three days and we kept charging our phones on it and it was fine. So we were able to keep Alice entertained a little bit with, you know, playing on the phone and, and kind of not having to worry about her wanting to go play out in a flood. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it was just, it just was really, really clutch. And I believe we used it at a couple of shows too. Uh, so it does come in handy for more things than just dairy goats, that's for sure. Another item that you have on here uh, is very similar to the livestock scale that I have. This is one of your splurge items. You have a scale on here for $300, but who doesn't like a nice scale to weigh their animals? I mean, I know there's a bunch of people out there that still do the tape method for guessing weights on kids that they might want to breed. And this is really handy to have on hand to use whenever you need to weigh a goat for either seeing if they're breed weight or if, I don't know, you need to figure out medication dosage for them. Right. Or also if you're concerned about your rate of gains, and I know we don't really talk about, and maybe rate of gains isn't the correct word in dairy goats, but the idea still applies. And I know it's not necessarily something we really focus on in dairy goats, because obviously we're not pushing these animals to get to a market weight as fast as possible and get to a certain weight affair because they're getting, they're going to get weighed and then they're going to be placed in a competition because they're not going for slaughter. But with that, if you are concerned on how your kids are growing, because you look at them every day and go, Eh, are they growing? Are they where they're supposed to be? I mean, the good rule of thumb I always hear is like 10 pounds at birth and then 10 pounds each month afterwards for that first year. And I know some certainly do it, have their goats grow quicker. And, and obviously this is for standard breeds, not Nigerians. But with that, is it watching those kids' weights to make sure your program is making them grow where they're supposed to be and kind of keep up with their peers, um, particularly if you've had problems in the past and are thinking you've got the handle on it, you can just run them on this scale, get a weight really quick and record it so that this way you know this extra feed you're feeding is beneficial or the switch up that you made to your feeding program is causing the goats to go in the right direction for you. Also, we have on this list, uh, we'll, we'll kind of sign off with this, I think, because we've covered just about everything else. Um, two different types of clippers. You have the, the Andis 79170 Pulse, uh, which is the uh, cordless ones. I have the ones that I generally use, which are corded uh, on there, uh, both equally awesome. I will say that I will always take a set of clippers. Like, if you're like, mm, well, do they want a set of clippers? Yes, they do. Like, 
there's always a need for another set of clippers. You know, if you have an extra set of hands for of somebody, you know, watching you clip goats, here, grab, grab the set of clippers and help clip a goat. Uh, yes, there's always a need for more clippers, more blades, which is also on the list. Yes, yes, yes. And hey, if anybody's got like just an extra couple pairs hanging around, hey, we'll take them, whatever, you know, like, yes, everybody wants clippers. Yes, I do really love so I don't have, this is like the Pulse 2. I do not have the Pulse 2. I have the original Pulse. I really like having the clippers with the battery packs. You get multiple, what you do is you get multiple battery packs so you can just kind of keep them charging. They're quiet, which is good for ghosts that are a little bit more skittish when being clipped. They work really well and they're just kind of convenient in the quick grab. I don't have to worry about being right next to the an outlet when I'm clipping them. So it's really good for shows, particularly kind of those kids in the showmanship area of like, oh, quick, let's just get a touch up here or there on this go before she goes into the ring. They're lightweight. They work with all of those clippers. Um, I really, really like that the clippers that don't plug in. Plus it gives me, I don't have to switch out my plugs. I mean, I know I could get an extension cord with multiple prongs and all the, or like multiple outlets on it, but um, it allows me to keep my big clippers plugged in and then just switch to the little clippers with the rechargeable battery. And I'm just a big fan of even just the speed they have, they work at and the lightweightness they are and just all those different things with those so they are definitely one of my favorite things and I think they're definitely worth going the route of having that battery pack I've never used the the wireless ones right so I I should get like a pair at some point and just try them out and they're always going to be handy to have obviously Uh, but the corded ones I like but the same time sometimes when you're you know in the midst of clipping it gets wrapped on a goat's hoof they start kicking or it gets wrapped on the stand or whatever uh, it can be a pain in the butt um, but hey if anybody's got any contacts at any of these you know companies andis lister and all that stuff uh i do want to do like a comparison video at some point i think that would be really cool for people that don't know which brand they want to go with Oh, that would be kind of cool, I think. Oh, exactly. Just side, side, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we've ran through the list pretty well. There's obviously more stuff on that list, Daniel, that we didn't talk about. But uh, people feel free to peruse through. This isn't a like you have to shop for this, you know, with this list. But hopefully, it's given you ideas for that special goat person in your life, or for yourself to ask for presents from you know relatives that. You know, they keep asking you, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Maybe this kind of helped you think of something that you may want for Christmas. I mean, or Hanukkah or whatever holiday. Um, and I mean, like myself, I'm sure not everybody likes asking for presents. But uh, if somebody is asking and cares about you enough to do so, maybe this list will help them out. Right. And then the other thing on this list and also that we didn't mention is... Um, because most of these are 
some of them are from small businesses, but all of the links are pretty much to Amazon uh, products. And some of them, like the scale, are directly supporting a small business that sells the scales. But um, but we did also put a shout out to different dairy goat small businesses and we are we have some awesome soaps and lotions and other products at the top of the page as well from our fellow dairy goat enthusiasts and um if you are a listener and didn't see that call to action post and want us to include one of your products in this list, feel free to send us an email with a little blurb about yourself and the product, and we'll be happy to put it on as well. We should also mer- mention that if you are, I mean, shameless plug in all of this, I mean, <laughs> if you are looking for fun items for gifting, we do have our merchandise area as well um so and there's a few different things there that are fun little gifts for your ringside the ringside listener in your life yeah everybody is asking danielle for the uh i'd rather be showing x breed shirts that we have uh a lot of people asking for sables and alpines and all that stuff when when can they look forward to that so Tomorrow is Giving Tuesday, and it's a big day for my job. Mm-hmm. But after that, I think it's going to slow down a little bit, and it should be soon that the La Mancha, the Alpine, the Sable, the Guernsey, and the Tog are listed in that I'd rather be showing section in our merch so don't worry they're coming they're coming soon what a wonderful soundboard (laughs) (laughs) yeah i you know i didn't go too crazy on it i i know listening to podcasts and and when certain shows have gotten soundboards and they just go crazy with them in like the first couple episodes i didn't want to do that but i i had to you know cheer you on danielle because you're doing crazy awesome work for the podcast with putting together this list this affiliated list the list of small businesses that we're shouting out here on our website and also podcast and also all these fun designs that you're doing for these breed shirts you're killing it we appreciate you thank you so much no problem and you know we're just doing what we do and between the two of us, we're, I mean, and then the TikToks, we're putting out different things and different platforms and all to promote the goat and to showcase these animals that we love in different ways. Well, Danielle, if people wanted to showcase their support for us by leaving a review uh, of our podcast, where can they do that? Where can they find it? Well, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, be sure to leave us a review or a rating. We really appreciate it. The list we talked about will be available on our website, dairygoatpodcast.com. And you can find your Christmas list at dairygoatpodcast.com slash 
uh, Santa's List 2023. You'll also find it in that tab section of the website for easy shopping. And you can also find us on Facebook by searching Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok by searching Ringside Podcast. On any of our socials, we have a link tree that you can click on and find any of our socials or anything like that. Our our, um, podcast and quick, easy clicks right there as well. Uh, So everybody, thank you so much for joining us. This has been Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John. And I'm Danielle. Hashtag no gimmicks. We'll catch you on the next one. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.